Welcome, welcome, welcome to Eye on SPD. I am so glad you made it. I know, I know, I know. You hear from me on a Sunday, maybe a Tuesday, maybe a Thursday, honey. Look, the biggest, I guess, I don't know. The biggest thing that slows me down from doing the podcast is editing. And I, I don't want all the... The mistakes, I guess, I try to edit out when I can, and sometimes it's the sound, and I think that's what's causing me to procrastinate a little bit. I'm just going to tell you the truth, honey. Besides all the other 15,000 things that I try to do and all the reading and research that I end up doing for all kind of other little projects I signed up for, but I'm going to get better. And trust me, if you out there in SPD land and you like to edit or you like to do music or you want to just... Like you like, I don't really want to do a podcast all the time, but maybe something crossed your mind and you just want to say something real quick. You know, you can send me um, an audio, an audio of maybe just five minutes or 10 minutes or something you want to get off your chest, honey. I add a little music to it, an intro or outro, and that'll help me keep things being posted. And it's coming from you guys. Now, let me tell you, you know, this podcast is not about me. It's about you and me and all of us. Okay. So you can always drop me a quick message or anything, anytime. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn. You know my email address. I'm floating all over the internet, baby. So you can reach out and just give me a little taste of what's going on in your department, in your life, about your trials and tribulations, the things that worked for you, the things that didn't work. An episode where you're like, uh, Solyndra, that is not true. Uh, Solyndra, girl, I hear you. I'm right on board with you. Whatever it is, you can always drop me a dime. Okay. So anyways, we're going to get into this podcast. This is, um, I think this is going to be a good one. I think they're all good. So anyways, um, hold on to your seat. Here we go. Okay. So can you tell us your name? My name is Thomas Brown. And what do you do? I am a sterile processing manager here at Ascension St. Vincent's. Nice. So what did you do before sterile processing? Before sterile processing, I worked for a company called Stryker. There I did in-room support, helping in cases such as cysto, urology, along with um, some general basic robotic cases. Oh, so how did you even find out about sterile processing? Uh, It goes way back to when I started in healthcare. Um, I kind of worked in it prior to with uh, Stryker. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much just found out about it through word of mouth, trying to find a better opportunity. Um, and I just ended up landing in it to, you know, progress my career. Wow. So do you remember your first job when you were a tech? As a tech, yes. Uh, for sterile processing? Yes. Yes. Uh, very first day, I was really nervous. Um, didn't know anything, no instrumentation, no process, nothing. Um, funny story behind it, my very first sterile processing job, uh, I made a really big mistake and I sterilized a scope that was worth $50,000. Um, so the, the repair for that was, was not cheap, but you know, lesson learned. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so was it your plan to become a manager in sterile processing? Plan to be a manager was always in the back of my mind. Okay. Um, basically, when I started 
working in general from my very first job at Pizza Hut. I knew I was going to be a manager. I wanted to be a manager. I went to school for business management. Okay. Now, wait a minute. I didn't know you worked at Pizza Hut. <laughs> that, was, that was my very first job. <laughs> oh, wow. I worked at Pizza Hut, too. When I, uh, one of my first few jobs was at Pizza Hut. I learned everything about business, how to be an employee, how to work hard, and really it all stems from my very first manager there. Oh, wow. Okay, so your manager had an impact on you. Very much. Um, she taught me, you know, how to be on time. If you came in on time, you were late, yeah. so you always had to show up early to be on time. Um, and just the work ethic, hard work, picking up when we're short, stepping up when leadership's needed, stuff like that. And it's carried me all the way to where I am now. Wow. So was that the reason why you chose um, your education when you went to college and got your degree? It is. Okay. She was a huge inspiration as a leader, as a motivator to succeed in whatever I was going to do. Oh, now I understand your LinkedIn um, profile description because there it says your goal is to create a great atmosphere both safe and fun for all of my techs who work within the sterile processing department and then it goes on to say i thrive on teaching and growing individuals to become stronger workers better people and motivated through the well, let me go back better people and motivate those to pursue higher advancement in their own career for success so this has always been your mission and vision for people who work for you. Correct. I always want to give people an opportunity such as my very first manager gave me the opportunity um, to learn, train, grow, and really mold, you know, see fit to the job I'm working on. Um, and that's really what I try to pursue here as well, um, bringing in people who aren't, you know, well-educated in sterile processing, who you know, even if it's a, you know, a foot in the door kind of situation, or if it's, you know, I want to make a career out of sterile processing, you know, I'm here for both opportunities for them to succeed, whether it be somewhere else in healthcare or, you know, sterile processing as a whole by itself. And see, when you look at other profiles for managers, I mean, usually they're talking more about themselves and what they've accomplished and what they've done. But it was interesting. Um, in full disclosure, he's my manager. And so I looked, I kind of stalked him a little bit on LinkedIn to see exactly <laughs> who this guy is. And that caught my attention because his profile pretty much talked about what he, he has to offer, what he wants to do for other people. And it was just so different from all the other um, descriptions where people were really just talking about themselves and the degrees they had and the certificates they had and all this other stuff. So that attracted me to even come here um, to Ascension. It wasn't necessarily the job. It was more so the manager for me. So what are a few things that you have done to create this great atmosphere you talk about? Okay, so what do you think about the interview so far? I wanted to stop it right here because I wanted to make sure you guys picked up on the piece that I kind of low-key stalked my manager before he was my manager. And the one thing that definitely caught my attention was what he wanted to do. He wanted to be of service to the people that worked for him. And just as well as a lot of us relocate or follow 
um, leaders or managers because of their leadership style, people will leave as well because of their leader, their managers, and their leadership style. So it's, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, but I will tell you one thing, try to learn as much as you can about the person you want to work for more so than the job. Because in my mind, if you have one of those transformational leaders, if you have one of those leaders that want to develop the people that they're working with, if you have somebody who's connected to the people that work with them, concerned about their lives outside of the sterile processing department, they're looking at the whole person, they're considerate, they're passionate about not just the industry, but the people that work with and below them, above them. You feel what I'm saying? I think that makes, it can take you through those tough times, if you understand what I'm saying. So I want to pause here and kind of highlight that piece, but I want you to hear what he has done to make sure that that profile that I saw on LinkedIn adds up with his action. Okay, you ready? Let's dive back in. Even though it's it's tough to say when I first came in, um, you know, the department was in pretty bad shape. It had some employees that, you know, really weren't working well with other individuals. Um, so I knew from that starting point, I would need to revamp um, the personalities within the department. Now, I don't, I don't ever like to fire anybody, but those individuals ended up seeing themselves out um, to where we are now. I've just hired great personalities, people who want to work as a team, people who are very outgoing um, and not really shy to make a new friend or say how they really feel. Um, and, I, and I really try and keep a, an open door policy within my department to make it more comfortable for individuals. So what have you done to help technicians advance their career? Um, so I've gotten everything I could, um, whether it be practice tests from local colleges. I've also went out and purchased all the study material, all the ISHM books, along with all the ISHM workbooks. I also, on downtime, which right now, obviously, there's a lot of downtime, but beforehand, when there wasn't as much, I would try to at least give some of my techs an opportunity to study, you know, while at work and engage with their peers to, you know, help them study and better understand um, what they're looking at. Mm. So has anyone used these books and actually gotten their certification? Some have, very few, um, and that's very disheartening because I've given everybody the opportunity to succeed. But a couple individuals have, you know, stepped up, taken the books, taken what I have given to offer to them, and gone out, got their certification, and now are working on their second form of certification. Wow. So when you hire people without experience in sterile processing, like what skills that are you actually looking for to see if they actually not just can do the job, but even motivated to get certified? So hiring process really stems from their resume. You know, if, it, if it's well put together, um, you know, I'll bring an individual in and I'll talk to them. Um, and I really try and just get a feel for their body language, the way they speak, the way, um, you know, 
a, a huge key is I want to learn, be successful, and or get certified. And those are kind of my key points. If somebody talks about wanting to get certified, I'm kind of, you know, pulled more into saying, yeah, let's let's see what we can do for you. I like that. So what plans do you have for the future of sterile processing? Plans for the future. Well, there's a lot. <laughs> um, it, it's really, you know, a teamwork effort. You know, your assistance along with the other leadership that we have here is just to continue to mold the next people behind us. Um, get them certified, familiar with the job, hopefully more career leadership opportunities. Um, I'm still young in my role, so I don't really know how much I can contribute contribute individually as a person um, as far as start processing as a whole, but I know for, at least in this facility, um, I, I can make a difference with the people I bring in and the care that we give to the patients. Mm. And I also want to add too, unlike a lot of other sterile processing departments, here we actually have someone dedicated to holding their hands for, what is it, four weeks or six weeks? How long do they get that help? We give them four weeks. We give them a week in each area, one week decon, one week prep and pack, one week sterilization, and then a fourth week for reviewing all the material that was basically, I don't know, hand-fed to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when they go through each of these areas, they're actually with someone who is certified, who is, you know, teaching them from the issue book as well as teaching them how we do it here as they move through each area in our department. And then they actually sit and take a test afterwards to, to make sure that, that it's okay for them to move on to the next phase. And ultimately, we're trying to get them ready also to get certified. So I think that's one great thing that you have also implemented here is we actually have someone to stick with new people now from day one to at least four weeks to help them answer all their questions and help them to just assimilate into the sterile processing department. Yes, we are very fortunate to have that. Um, this is something new we've incorporated. Beforehand, it was kind of, hey, train with this individual and train with that individual. And as much as I hate to say, it was almost like a sink or swim combination to where, you know, how you were going to learn, study, and progress through sterile processing. Um, but, you know, my advice for anybody, if you have somebody who has the knowledge, the experience, the certifications, just let the new hires train with that person specifically, um, you know, to show them the correct way instead of shortcuts or how one person does it this way, another person does it that way. Then you're really breaking up, you know, their learning abilities to succeed. That is true. And then last but not least, because I'm going off script, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I know when I first got here and um, I know you welcome students here as well who are trying to get their 400 hours. So you have also made room for them to come here as well. Yes, that's that's very beneficial, I think, for more for us than it is for them, uh, especially when we're down multiple staff members. Um, we get to train the people who are already have an idea of what we do, but they get the hands-on, really the, the, the clinical side of things, um, and, and we can evaluate from there. You know, is this person going to work out? Is this person not going to work out? Um, and I have, you know, one outstanding student that I've 
hired from the college that has just excelled and hardworking. And you, you can really tell that the college helped him and him coming here for the clinicals also helped him um, make a decision ultimately to sign on with us. Okay, then. Well, I guess we can end it here. Well, I want to thank you, TJ, for taking this time to be on my podcast because you're the first ever person that I know personally that decided to come on here. So is there any last words you got? There's not. Thank you for letting me do this. I was a little nervous to (laughs) to get on here, but, you know, we we can't grow as a person and, you know, and just... I like to see what kind of feedback you get from this. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. (laughs) All right, you guys. Until next time, peace. Okay, so what do you think? Of course, I want to know what you think. I'm always asking that. But let me tell you something. Um, He was able to find someone who, and that's why I tell you this, or I have told you this. I'm going to tell you again. Here we go. Do not believe that because a position does not exist already, one would not be made for you. It depends on a need, a problem that needs to be solved, and it has a lot to do with your drive and who you are. This young lady that is training people hasn't been in the field that long, but once she got in the department and she saw there was an opportunity to get certified, she jumped on it. She surpassed people who had been there longer than her. She showed the drive, the thirst, the hunger, okay, to get it done. The way she works demonstrates someone who wants to be the best at whatever it is she does. And I'm going to tell you something, full disclosure. The person she was before her certification and the person she is today is totally different. That's why some people don't believe, oh, what do I need to get certified for? I've been doing it for five years or 10 years. I'm going to tell you why. Because it will open up your eyes to the things you should have been doing. It will also let you know why you're doing what you're doing. People who have not been certified, who have moved up or been in the field for years, a lot of them are doing things based on what someone else told them. I just had this conversation with someone the other day. They want to tell me how to process a certain device. And I asked, where did you get that information? Well, their response was, that's what the rep told me. No, ma'am. I need something black and white. I need something that I use. I need something tangible. We cannot go based on he said, she said. And so that's what happened with her. She realized a lot of things that she was taught based on what someone told her was wrong. That's the purpose of the certification. That's the benefit of the certification. Some people may think I'm wrong. Some people may agree with me. It really doesn't matter because it's facts. These are the facts that I observe with my own eyes, okay? So I just want to let you guys know that. I want to leave you with the fact that just because there's not a position already there at your department or anywhere else in the universe, baby, as long as there's a need, As long as you're solving a problem and you have that drive and they see that thirst, they will pluck you out of a field. Okay? So think about that and stick with that and you continue to go out there and be great. And until the next time, you know what to do. Peace.